Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I just usually test the sound first, but oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, uh, let me do an intro real quick and then we'll just get everything started and we'll have you talk about yourself and stuff like that. So thank you everyone for listening to Talia Hope Podcast. I'm Talia Hope and I am your host for today and I'm excited. I have a really <laughs> exciting guest. Um, I mean, we grew up together technically since I want to try to think you fifth moved grade fifth, fifth grade, grade. <laughs> yeah my last year and your first year yeah. it's kind of funny I was like oh yeah and Liberty Utah right yeah oh, the love of Liberty Utah um but yeah we have Kylie how are you how are you doing how's life i'm good i'm a little tired but i'm good i know we're doing this so early and i felt so bad i was like oh my gosh i usually don't do a podcast this early so i'm Uh, also where you are i'm like (laughs) i might not i'm tired but um it's a kind of so we we've known each other since fifth grade yeah um i re do you remember when you moved in to liberty utah Yes, I do. <laughs> do you want to ex- do you want to expound on that? Yeah. Um. Well, I think it was like towards the end of fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I was kind of nervous to a new school. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh crap! I'm not gonna have any friends. <laughs> Everyone already made their friends." Yeah. Um, but even though you were only there a year, I mean, you really clicked. But also oh yeah, it's because we have common or like something big mm-hmm. that was in common. I think I was. I remember when you came because I was so happy that I was. I'm not gonna be like crazy guys, <laughs> but we grew up in like a valley. Another brown girl? Are you saying? Like, yes, I was gonna say another <laughs> brown girl in school. Like my cousin Ulu is brown, but he's not brown. And I was the only brown girl since, like, kinder in this whole entire valley. And our valley is, like, we know everyone. It's, like, a place where, oh, you know everyone's business. Hello. Like, yeah. And when Kylie came in, I was (laughs) – and you were, like, a sports girl, too. So, like, we really, like, clicked. You, like, played with my dad. We played together basketball. And we would – remember we used to, like, beat up the boys on the basketball court? (laughs) I don't think that's something like proud of, but well, I mean, we we would play basketball with them. We didn't beat them up physically. We would just bring their egos down like a long (laughs) shot. So we were. It was fun though. It was a fun last year, and it was also sad because I was like, "Oh, I'm moving," and I think everyone was like, "Yeah," everyone was shocked when they all heard that I was moving, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm moving." Bye guys. So and then. Did you, you there? Um, actually, I only stayed there for a year and then we moved again. So like after you moved, we should move shortly after because I went to a different elementary school starting like sixth grade year. Yeah. But then what high school did you end up going to over there? We were high. Yeah. So you just, you saw everyone. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> yeah. You, like. <laughs> Because, like, you, 
you go to elementary and middle school with the same people all the time and then you go to weber high and it's like in ogden utah people yes. people don't know that we're alive liberty huntsville and eden are we're just thing. to the side we're just to the mountains. side we're literally you have to yeah you have to literally go down and through the mountains to get to us yep. it's crazy like but the best memories there i love that place but i know um so beautiful and you go to Weber High. Everyone goes to Weber High. Yep. <laughs> it's not even a question. You go, that's the only high school that's close to us. Only yep. if you move. And so you probably saw everyone and you're like, oh, hi. I did. It was so weird, though, because um, I went to a different elementary school before, obviously, the one we went to. Mm-hmm. And then everyone that I met up at the Valley and then everyone I knew after and everyone just came in together I was like so strange everyone's so grown up (laughs) I know and the funny part is that like I remember when I moved I used to get like I kept in contact with most most people I mean me and you have kept in contact a lot and we've, we've talked and I think it's just because we have so much in common and and but like I just remember it's so weird now to see them all grown up. I know. We used to be children. I know. I remember um, me and you we used to like write handwritten letters to each other. Yeah. <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah, and like, cute. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy to think how our childhood was and then how we just grow up. Like, I look at some people and I'm just like, wow. It's like, oh my gosh that's crazy like they're doing this with their life like it's on them you know and it's some of them literally never left Utah and they married like a person that we know like we know of which is so funny and so it was so it's weird because it's just like oh my gosh you married that person it's but small world the connections and remember that one time I think it was like maybe we were in junior high at the time but I reached out to him, like, hey, do you know this person? Because they live in Las Vegas, and, like, I had met them in Utah. They went there for, like, a camp. I'm like, yeah, I went to school. <laughs> I, yeah, we, oh, my gosh, I remember that. I don't remember the guys, the person, but, yeah. Yeah. You, I remember you hitting me up about that's it. That's so weird. <laughs> it's, like, just small connections like that. I, I mean, know. Being LDS, we have like the smallest connections with everyone. That's true. <laughs> and so it's just like you just know everyone. And I think the valley was a great time. Like the valley is a really good place to grow up, like to have children grow up. It's just I think so too, yeah. It's all land, farm, and you just have the funnest time. Like I don't even remember having technology. We just like walked over to people's houses and just be like yeah. Let me just meet up and be yeah. like, what's up? Oh, remember that one time? Um, it was after elementary school. I don't know why. I don't know why we stayed after, but we stayed after. We went to the library, and then we went to, like, one of the local small restaurants there. Yes. <laughs> and we just were hanging out. Yeah. We, we, I don't even think we even told her. Like, I don't even know where my parents were, to be honest. Like, we just would hang out. We'd just be like whatever yeah I was like I just remember it's like wow I can't believe I'm doing this but then like where we grew up was so I felt like it was a really safe area though yeah it was so safe and I think we had I think we were with Amber and Olivia 
I believe I believe we're we're usually with Amber Olivia. We would always do something. But yeah, the funny part is that me and you were always like it was just an instant connection. Like we just looked at each other and I was like, Oh yes, this is gonna be a good thing because it was great. And then my dad loves you. Like my (laughs) dad loves loves Kylie. Like it's so funny because he saw you and he's like recruit her to the basketball team and I was like okay dad <laughs> but we were we we got first place in our tournament against Coed. we did pretty good we were we pretty good we were I, think, I think we did pretty good it was fun it was a good time it was a great time and like I don't remember it was just so crazy like I could we could talk about all of the people that we went to school with it was just mm-hmm. it was just interesting yeah, you know. I feel like our connection grew pretty fast for how short of an amount of time that we had. Yeah, and then it's just a great thing that we've stayed so, like, we've stayed in touch for a long time. And yeah. it's crazy that we're now, like, almost 27. I'll be almost 27 next year. Uh, I mean, I'm 27 already. <laughs> yeah, see, you're older than me. You were older yeah. than me. I remember that. But, yeah, it's isn't it crazy we're 27 now? Yeah. Like, it blows my mind how much we've grown up and how much we've experienced. I know. And it's just like, wow. Like, I remember the childhood days of Liberty, and I was like, I love those days. Like, those were fun. Just they doing were our own thing. There's yeah. a lot of pure innocence. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a lot of troublemaking, too. We we would get on some troublemaking. I think it was just because I would dog on all the guys. Like, it was a thing. I just didn't like any of them when we played basketball. It's so, okay. Competitive. I it's know. Fine. <laughs> and it was like a tag team when I had another like brown girl and I was like, oh yeah, we're doing this. Like, sorry. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was so good. But the biggest connection I think we made was that we're both adopted. Mm-hmm. And we both come from very blended families. And yes. <laughs> we are both born outside of the U.S. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we were, we literally, she was like my, my soul twin. Like, <laughs> it was crazy because we, some people thought we were related, honestly, mm-hmm. because like we looked a lot, we looked a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, it was crazy because I, you were. Islander look. <laughs> yeah. You were my first person I've ever met that was adopted. Really? Yeah. Except for my siblings that I hung out with, which were my, like, yeah, their family. But you were my first actual friend that I was like, oh, my gosh, we can actually talk about adoption. (laughs) Like, even though we weren't as educated back then. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, and I'm so happy that you're on this podcast because I, I love adoption. Like, I know everyone's different Mm -hmm. of, like, their personal experiences. And not every personal experience is, like, the best. But I just love to see other people's experiences. So why don't you just tell us about your adoption story? Oh, my adoption, I feel like it's kind of crazy. (laughs) That's good, though. (laughs) I love adoption, too. Like, as a kid, I I don't know. I didn't really think much about it. It kind of was just normal to me. It's how mm-hmm. I grew up. And two that was also adopted. And mm-hmm. it's just me and him when we grew up um, as kids. So it wasn't abnormal. And then we mm-hmm. had some neighbors that were also adopted from the same island. 
that me and my brother were from, from the Marshall Islands. Uh-huh. And so having them around, I think, also helped me. But um, I don't know. I guess my adoption story started when I was five years old. Yeah. So when I was five, my birth grandmother, she's the one who was taking care of me at the time uh-huh. on the island. And I think she was just getting old and like she knew that she wouldn't be able to take care of me mm-hmm. um, and give me like what I needed. And so she decided to place me for adoption. And I think from what I heard, it was a hard decision for her. Obviously, I feel like that's a really hard decision for anyone. anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cause personally, I think when people place for adoption, at least from my experience, it's coming from a place of like love. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not easy, but <laughs> it's something that I guess my birth grandmother knew that it was something that blessed my life. And something that I needed. Um, but so when I was five, she placed me up for adoption. And then my mom um, got a call from a lady. And she was saying, hey, like, I know you're looking. Because they had already adopted my younger brother, like, the year prior, I believe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah. like, And they wanted a girl. But they're originally wanting a baby. And then she's actually five. (laughs) And honestly, bless my mom because adopting a five year old from a different country, different language, culture, everything has a It is a challenge. Mm -hmm. It is. And so the day that she got the call for my adoption was actually on my mom's birthday. It was September 9th, um, year 1999. And then it was at 9 p.m. at night. And so, like, nine definitely holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> it's like yeah. a number. But um, so, yeah, so they came over about a month later and they were going to adopt me. They went through the whole process, um, met me and everything. And they had all the paper signed, courts, did all the court stuff. And then the day after the adoption was finalized, my birth mother um, actually found out about my adoption. She didn't know my birth grandmother had was placing me. And oh, no. yeah, I think she had a little freak out because she came to the hotel room that we were staying at. Uh, at the hotel mm-hmm. lobby, actually. And my mom was buying me, like, nail polish or something at this little store they had. And by the time that she turned around, I was gone. And then my dad came, like, running down the hallway. And he's like, Heidi, like, Heidi, have you seen... Um... He's like, I just got heard that Kylie's birth mom is around, like, the hotel. And she's like, no, I didn't hear that, but I can't find Kylie. Like, she just disappeared. And so they grabbed their translator and then ran out the hotel and they were able to um, like get out of the hotel just in time to see me and my birth mom. Like she like stripped me from my clothes that they had just bought me, just left me, left me my like little underwear, 
jumped in the taxi and we took off and then so they grabbed their um their translator they grabbed and went to their car and then followed us on the island and we had ended up at my birth aunt's house and I remember like it's crazy that I remember this because I can't remember anything mm-hmm. before this <laughs> yeah um but we run inside and we go into one of our rooms and we had to be very quiet because she had like a newborn sleeping. And so I remember my birth gra- birth mother saying like, just, you know, motioning me like just silent. So I was like hiding behind some door and she left for a while. And then she came back and we walked out and from there and on, we like, they did like, <laughs> It's like the exchange of me. <laughs> um, but as I was inside, what I didn't know was happening was my parents, they had followed us all the way to the house that we were at. And then my birth aunt came out. She's like, I'm so sorry. Like, my sister didn't know that our mother was placing her for adoption. She just found out. And it's not something that she wanted and something that she knew about. And so that's why that happened. And then my parents obviously freaking out. They're like, well, we have signed all the papers. Like everything is legal. Like she can't do that legally. It's kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and so my birth mother came out and my birth mother there, she had um, addictions and so that's why she didn't take care of me. And it was my birth grandmother that took care of me. It's because she couldn't. And so when she came out, she told them, she's like, okay, well, I'll give you back um, her if you give me a plane ticket to America. Like she wanted to go to America. And obviously my parents were like, yes, yes, like we'll do it. Like, but the plane is full right now. So we'll just send money later when we get back so you can come back to america and visit us obviously they weren't gonna do that because that's not what they wanted but they also just wanted to get me back (laughs) yeah and then she's like okay and then she's like well i also need a ride to this this place wherever she needed to go (laughs) and they're like okay we can do that and then she let like let me go but yeah, and then wow. after that, I think we left maybe the next day from, and that was a hassle in itself because the uh, <laughs> plane was so full, and they're telling my parents that they couldn't go. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> my mom, you have got to be kidding me! And so she, I don't know, she made my dad go talk to <laughs> someone at the airport. It's like, no, we are leaving this island today. <laughs> And we got on the plane, flew from Majuro, that's where I'm from, the island, um, to Hawaii. And then I think we were getting off the plane of Hawaii, and someone came up to my mom because she oh, I know this little girl. She's so-and-so, like, I'm related to her somehow, or somehow they knew me. And my mom was obviously on defense mode after everything mm-hmm. that happened. And she's like, no, she is my daughter now. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> We're leaving. Uh, and, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And apparently, obviously, I was kind of scared because two random white people show up. And yeah. Away. And you're five. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
let me remind everyone that's listening like being five years old is very hard to like understand this whole situation because usually you want to adopt when they're babies because Mm -hmm. they don't remember anything they have no acknowledged but you can teach them while they go Mm -hmm. but being five oh my goodness yeah and just dealing with all that drama like that must have been that's traumatic and i bet you you still deal with like a yeah. little bit of trauma from that yeah, whole experience. Yeah, I feel like it was traumatic, but I also feel like, well, I'm here, I'm safe. Yeah, <laughs> my life is good. But yeah, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so like we were in Hawaii, and then I was literally reaching for every or any brown person that I saw. I I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah me like you know obviously trying to comfort me but as a five-year-old can't really understand what someone is saying in a different language mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah i stayed in hawaii and then flew to america uh, and the day that we arrived back we had literally just gotten to the house received a phone call from someone in california and they're saying hey like we heard you adopted our niece like can we talk I was so so fed up because I was crying the whole time in the plane and I at one point threw a pillow at her (laughs) yeah it was a hard hard traveling day couple days but she was like no like we just got home she needs to rest like you can call back tomorrow and talk to her so they did but it was all in Marshallese and I don't remember a single thing (laughs) do you even remember anything like that like your language or not the language Uh, no not really I just know how to say hello yeah about it yeah I guess thanks to social media I was able to get in contact with some birth family members that's so exciting yeah like years years later yeah (laughs) Did you not have an open adoption? No. It wasn't just open or closed? It was closed. Okay. Yeah. And they went and did it through um, a private person. So it was, it was private mm-hmm. and closed. So, yeah. yeah. And international adoptions, people think, like, it's super easy. My mom, I remember <laughs> talking to my mom, and my mom was like, you were the hardest child to ever get. Like, <laughs> yeah. after that, we were done. Because, like... It's just so draining. You have to get everything, every document, make sure everything. Like, to this day, it's kind of funny because I will go, like, do my DMV, like, and stuff. And I have to take, like, everything. I have to, like, this. Yeah, because my birth certificate is full-on in Samoan. It's, like, they don't, they look at it and they're, like, you're not a part, you're not American. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, you have to prove, like, I have my adoption certificate. Like, I have everything with me, like, my illegal, my documents, just because I've had so many issues with it. And it's crazy because they're just, like, I literally was born, like, I literally grew up in America. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mind-blowing. And, like, I I don't have problems with that, but noted i should get <laughs> papers <laughs> well if your birth certificate's all in like english and stuff i think oh it's it is okay okay See, yours yeah. is fine. mine is straight up in like someone you can't even like people just look at it they're not like, what? <laughs> like and what? like you know and so i have to take all the documents like i have a whole folder i have to bring with me just to oh, prove that i'm american yeah, yeah it's crazy you but it's show your um passport or citizenship or 
that is my citizenship. Like I have to bring it's like a it's like a big paper and it's like a document that's like the only one that you can get and it's all like laminated. That's good. <laughs> it's not even small, like, but it's like a paper paper. Like you have to bring it's it's crazy. But it's like it's just it's weird because like you said, I like how you said when you grow up, you're just used to it. You're just used to having a white white parents. Yeah. How did how did that feel growing up having white parents? Because like I just got used to it, like you did. But yeah. when you grow up, you start seeing like oh, like the difference. Yeah. Well, as like a five year old adjusting that like that first year, I think it was hard because I had to learn everything. Like I had to learn how to eat properly <laughs> using utensils, yeah. uh, go to the bathroom properly. <laughs> speak English like everything and so for me I think it was a bit easier because I also had a younger brother that brother. was adopted and he looked like me and so it was something I guess comforting which I think that that was helpful um but yeah as a kid I didn't really well obviously at the very beginning I did see their skin color because mm-hmm. didn't really hang out with white people on the island but I but in America, I didn't. I don't think I don't remember really thinking much about it until I got a little bit older, and realizing that oh, like yeah, like my friends, they look like their parents. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if you went through this, but I kind of like had a went through a phase where I always wanted to look and to be like something else than what mm-hmm. I was, you know, just because the community I grew up in was a very white dominant community yeah I understand that yeah so like I never really it wasn't the norm to be brown skin have dark hair and also not look like your parents (laughs) especially back then like people understand it's still weird for blended families to be around like while growing up it was so hard for me in Utah I think that's one of the things that I do not like about Utah was it was really hard for me because with you, like, it, it you had someone there, like your brother was there. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. me, I just had two white two white parents, and then I had my siblings were that could pass off as my parents' kids because they right. were they were white, but like yeah. they they are all adopted. But I was the only one that stuck out. Like yes. I very stuck out. Like yeah. me and you were island babies, and our island babies have dark skin. Yeah, like, and then when we go out to the sun, we get like very dark. Darker, <laughs> we get darker. <laughs> and so I think, like, I grew up in a white dominant too, and it was just like you never saw brown people. You were always around white people. Your <laughs> yeah. friends were white, yeah. and I think were you asked a ton of questions because I think that's one of the things why I just so open about it because. I was just so used to people asking me questions. Um, I think they probably asked my mom more than mm. they asked me, but obviously don't look like either one of my parents. But I've also heard <laughs> some people I know like, "Oh, you look like your mom," and I was like, "Where? <laughs> like, <laughs> where? Like, like, our personalities are very similar. Like, we do have mm-hmm. similar personalities, but." You're like, where? Please look tell me. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh-huh. I was like, I'm confused there. 
But I think, you know, yeah, they didn't really ask me a whole lot. I did experience like, okay, this sounds so bad, but no, it's okay because I feel like adoption people experience way more different things than other people. Well, that we'll was, never know. Yeah, I don't know. We were like element. I was in elementary school, and mm-hmm. it was before I moved to the valley. But I just remember this one girl. I was actually friends with her. But she, there was this drinking fountain that was automatic at our elementary school. Sorry, this sounds like so off topic, but it's just one of the experiences I had as a, well, someone who was brown that stuck out. Yeah. (laughs) um, It was automatic and it wasn't working for some reason. And I was like, oh, let me try. (laughs) And the girl turns around. She's like, it's not going to work for you because you're brown. (laughs) Oh, I did not know how to like react to that because I think that was like my first time that someone actually just like really pointed out my color like to me yeah and that I was so different I was like okay (laughs) that's that's so funny because like it's not like we laugh about it because like this is our life but people are probably like are you freaking kidding me but (laughs) like it's the thing though like it's so crazy to me because I had a similar situation. I'm not going to name the name because I remember Yeah, I didn't want to name the name. I know. I was like, I know him <laughs> super well. And we grew up together in the Valley. But I'm not going to name names because <laughs> I, this is why I kind of still have like resent, not resentment to him, but I just, he just frustrates me because I remember <laughs> sitting in class. It was like in in third grade. And I was just like sitting there and like, the the kid next to me kept on staring at me and I was like can I help you like <laughs> and he's like why do you have a mustache because oh, like no, yeah yes because when you're brown your skin is your yeah. your hair is black yeah and he was like you have a mustache ha 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 and he like announced it to everyone <gasps> and like he it it became a thing and that's when I was just like that's when I got really like mad but also like I was like I asked my parents because my parents were really good at teaching my culture of where I am being different like I really was good at like I didn't care I was different but like when you hear those things when you're young you just realize like oh snap you are different like Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. look around and you're like people don't have mustaches like this like my friends didn't you know because they're all white and you don't see it like that and like it's go crazy. Ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, I feel like obviously we know we are. Then it just hits different when someone points it out. Uh huh. <laughs> We're just like, yeah. yeah. You're just like, oh, okay. But like, also, it's also annoying for me. Sorry, like being adopted is where people try to be like, oh, I feel so bad for you, and you're just like, yeah. What? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. What? Oh, because you know they're just nervous. Like people that are nervous and don't aren't educated on the topic, or just are just like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. And you're just like, why would you ever say that to me? Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. And I'm just like, what? Like, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry for what? What? A, what? Did you ever get that a lot too growing up? No, I didn't. You didn't. No one like felt sorry for me. I think I don't know. They were just like. They just focus more on like, oh, you have such a great life, like you have great parents, you know all that. 
And for me, I didn't really get taught a whole lot about my culture. Mm. And so I'm not very aware of like probably a lot of the traditions and all that. But growing up, I've learned a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I've never gotten that like, I feel sorry for you. No. Thank goodness. But Uh, I mean, if they did, I'd just probably be like, why? Like, I ha- I know I have a great life. I had a great life did um raised as a kid, you know, my parents did awesome like providing and supporting and you know being there, being parents, you know? Yeah. It's true. You know, it's always weird to me is just to think that we are like our first generation in America. Oh, I know. For immigrants. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're immigrants and like we we weren't born here but like being a baby and growing up here it's just like I do feel it's interesting because I we are immigrants like we're Mm -hmm. first generation so we are the our first roots to America and like just thinking about what your mom said I want to play to to America in exchange it it like the American dream is so real, people. Like, like my family to this day, my siblings in Samoa, they still to this day are, like, keen to come to America. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, that's their dream. That's their goal, to come to this amazing place. And growing up in America and seeing what's going on in the world now in America, it's just crazy to think, like, how much some people take advantage of America. I know. And it's just sad. Like, it's like you have so, so many things that are like freedoms than mm-hmm. other people in this world. And I think that's a whole different, like, mindset of mine, too, is because, like, I'm very grateful for being in America and being mm-hmm. able to have that dual citizenship of, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, like, an American dream. Yeah. I totally understand that because. I guess I've as I've gotten a little bit older too, because um, right after high school, I served a mission in the Philippines, and so that kind of like opened up my eyes a little bit more of outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, <laughs> of Utah <laughs> is like what other people experience outside, you know. And I, and then it made me like think back. Oh my gosh, like this could have been very similar to my life if I wasn't adopted, and I could have lived a life similar to these people that I'm seeing which these people are very happy like you do not need a lot of money to be happy or any money to be happy but I can see that it's hard and growing up in America with the family I had and like support I had I felt like I'd never had a want or need for anything and I was able to you know not worry about some of the things that other people had to worry about which is a huge blessing (laughs) It's a huge blessing, but it's a great lesson and experience to know, too, the both sides. Because, like, I don't think if I, like, if I stayed and I didn't ever leave the island, my whole life would have been different. Same here. Same here. It's crazy to think about. Like, you're just like, I wouldn't even probably gone to college. I would have just been living the island life. of Just working and just doing what I need to do, you know? Yeah, bye. One yeah. thing that had been cool was just to learn the culture, to grow up in the culture, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just it's like a crazy thing to do, you know. Um, what is one of the hardest things that you had to face with understanding adoption in your life? 
Uh, I think it was letting go of um, the idea or the thought that my birth family, like, it's because I, I guess when I grew up, um, I kind of thought that they didn't want me a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember one night I had randomly like started bawling my eyes out because my mom she was really good at like putting pictures of my birth family up in my room and like pointing out who they are and whatnot and so one night I had to like start bawling and I think it was maybe seven or six six or seven and she's like what's wrong what's wrong and then I just like pointed to like a picture of my family like my birth family and started crying because I think I felt like they didn't want me (laughs) and Feeling like you're not wanted is not a very great feeling. <laughs> it's not. Um, but she did really good explaining, like, no, it's not that they didn't want you. They just wanted something better for you and some, a life that, like, they couldn't help you get, you know. But placing you for adoption is their way of, you know, helping you get there and showing you the love that they have for you. Yeah. I was like, okay. But it's something I, like, you know understood a little bit more as I grew older (laughs) yeah do you are you more open with your adoption or are you more kind of like you wait for people to ask oh oh it's not a secret like yeah but as I've also gotten older like I'm not constantly around my family and like so they don't attach me to my family they just meet me as me you know yeah yeah and but then when they do like <laughs> see my family, they're like, "Oh, yeah, different." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> do you? Because I know you're dating someone, and I is am. it? <laughs> yeah, like I am, and <laughs> he seems super cool. But is it hard to bring someone into your your family, or like I don't know how to explain it, or just within yourself because you're just like it's just different I don't know how to explain that that was probably really bad (laughs) um like just being an adoptive yeah yeah just being as like adopted and like having a blended family I guess like Um, bringing someone into that whole like story in that life no for me personally no it's not because I know my family they're just gonna you know accept them if they know he's treating me right and taking care of me like then obviously they're gonna extend that like love and you know to him yeah it is good um I don't think I've ever had any issues with that or really worried about it have you well just like I guess I think it's because I'm well, growing up for me, my parents were very, like, they would teach me about my culture. Like, it was very, like, open and taught to me. And I'm very culturized, like, in my own culture. But I'm also not as culturized as people that see me as someone. Uh-huh. And so, like, being, I just always had, an, like, issues with trying to figure out, like, I don't know how, I, how to say this. Because, like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out who to bring in. And I know this shouldn't be a thing, guys. Like, you should love whoever you want to and bring them in. Uh-huh. But, like, in your back of your mind being adopted, it's just you want to always not, like, like I'm different. I know that. But I always want to have other people feel 
like they can fit it right anyway, yeah does that make sense but like yeah. and I don't want them to feel awkward because like with me like my family is super blended but yeah. like if you meet me as a person you'd think I grew up in a whole Samoan family because <laughs> of the way I am yeah. and so like and just my mannerisms and my stuff but like if you get to know me really well I grew up in a white family and you can see it mm-hmm. and it's just like not a bad thing but as I went to BYU like Hawaii for college I was faced a lot with those type of issues yeah of like telling them and they're like oh so you're not really someone that and I'm like what it's like oh they yeah. have that against you yeah a little bit and it's just like it kind of opened my eyes to like understanding like there are gonna be boundaries and there's gonna be people that just don't like you because of your ways and it was just like very opening because like I wanted to like date people that were like Polynesian and want to like share that Polynesian culture with like them but they would be like no like my family like wouldn't like you because you're not that person yeah okay so so with that said Okay, I have this weird thing. So, obviously, growing up in a dominant white community, there's not really a whole lot of different other ethnicities, you know, mm-hmm. that you can date and whatever. So, growing up, majority of my crushes were on the Caucasian, like, white yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, after high school, um, and then, you know, moving away from the town that I grew up in... Um, to more diverse like Salt Lake City area I feel like it's more diverse than mm-hmm. northern Utah <laughs> um I dated a lot of guys that weren't white they were like either half or a completely different culture like ethnicity and for me I feel like it's because I wanted to connect with someone in that way like that they were different mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so weird but then uh, after a few failed relationships, <laughs> I realized, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that and just, you know, really date someone for who they are. <laughs> mm. And so, like, the guy that I'm dating now, we, um, I guess, connect and are able to, like, understand each other personality-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's... So, like, I threw that thing out the window. Like, yeah, I want to date, like, a tall dark handsome dude <laughs> right I feel like that's the same thing I was like I'm totally doing a tall handsome like dark like you know because you, we grow up we grew up in a white dominant like area so it's like ugh. white people sometimes remind me of my cousins and my brothers I'm not gonna lie like there's just times where I'm just like I look at them and I'm like no I have no like but as growing up now and getting older I've I've expanded and I've opened up to more of the Caucasian side. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Well, like, I I guess if I just focus on other things and just thinking of them as my cousins and brothers, it's yeah. just funny, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, cr- it's pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. So, um, adoption is just like a huge blessing do you ever meet somebody that's just like have you ever met people that just aren't educated on it um I'm sure I have but they haven't really said anything insensitive or I know there's well especially with social media nowadays obviously it's a lot easier to Mm -hmm. comment on 
and I've seen that because I follow a few people who are advocates for adoption. They have a mixed family that um, they have built through adoption. And so they've received comments that were probably not really educated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But personally, no, I haven't. Oh, it's just so crazy to like ask another like to another person that's adopted because I feel like we go through so many different personal experiences as we grow up you know because for me I was always like I always had to explain who I was I always educated people just because um it was just a thing like I I also think is because I was very into my culture and I was very proud of who I where I came from you know what I mean so and I grew up around it so it was just normal. And yeah. I just love that because it's so different because we all are different stories. We all have it's different true. journeys. <laughs> it's true. And we all experience different, like, personal experiences. But at the end of the day, like, I've met so many adopted people and they're always like, I would never change a thing. I like, know. Getting older, too. Like, um, I've met more people that were, have been adopted. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you guys were when I was a kid, but yeah (laughs) yeah and it's like when I meet people that are adopted I'm always like oh my gosh like I actually have this really awesome bond like you Mm -hmm. just feel a really bond like a really close bond with that person Mm -hmm. and you just are like oh like you understand maybe a majority of what I go through on a daily basis yeah yep and there's all different types of adoption too like people do foster care like it's all different but yeah I think it's just like it's crazy to think that we're in this world and sometimes we just think it was just like growing up that I was so alone like it was just me you know what I mean yeah I think with um religion though I feel like that played a role in my life growing up knowing that I wasn't like everything was meant to happen for a reason Mm -hmm. you know it's not it's not just like poof accidentally like you just got placed there (laughs) yeah no I think being LDS and what we believe in and everything it kind of does help just understanding Mm -hmm. like oh you were a blessing you weren't someone that threw you away or anything like that it just gave you a better like understanding of everything yeah I definitely agree I agree too and like it's just it's it's just so different to just find people that are adopted because you just ask their stories and some people it's like wow I know like okay like they're so different from yours like they could literally hate adoption and just be like no I don't like it that's true and yeah when I like if I ever do I don't think I've ever really come across someone that had that outlook but hopefully if I ever do hopefully I can give them like the comfort they need but I know that'd be a hard thing to deal with because I feel like um with adoption there's things that you have to deal with anyways Mm -hmm. but having to like not actually accept and not like what happened that would be hard yeah because I think at some point in your life as an adoption person you have to accept you're just different you're just you're just different from other people that you're gonna grow up with or be around to 
because of your story like yeah it's just a thing like you're just kind of like okay well I guess so you know like you're different and it's not in a bad way or anything like people you know may think so but it's just it's a blessing in its own self so yes I definitely agree so and I feel like people are in our lives they enter into our lives for a reason Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's either a blessing or a blessing yeah, it's in our blessing. Blessing. <laughs> well, um, so, are you planning on seeing your birth family going back to Marshall Islands down um, the road? I would, but my so if I were to, the person that I would want to visit would be either like my birth grandmother or my birth mom. And mm-hmm. I found out a few years ago was it a few years ago yeah that my both my birth mother and my birth grandmother have already passed away so yeah so yeah. I uh the only people that really actually wanted to see aren't even there anymore <laughs> which also kind of sucks because now that I'm older and like uh, social media is a thing and so easy to you know shoot a message over. Yeah. yeah that exactly. was kind of like like oh crap man like I feel like I missed my opportunity but I was able to get in contact through Facebook actually with some of my birth family members um like a birth cousin and then my birth brother actually found me on Facebook when I was in high school oh that was very surprising to me because I don't think I actually knew I had a birth brother but um, I remember I saw a picture of a little boy in one of my mom's um, folders that she like had and I didn't know who it was but I was like huh that's weird she's a random picture of some kid I've never knew (laughs) never met yeah and then years 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 later I received a Facebook message from him and he's like hey like my name is so-and-so. Um, I just want to say I'm your birth brother. And I was like, huh? <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, is another one of us? Yeah. So I yeah. Like, talked to my mom. I was like, mom, like, do I have a birth brother? And she's like, yeah, why? And it's like, this guy just randomly messaged me saying he's my birth brother. <laughs> and he lives in Michigan. And That's so crazy. Yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. cool. that's awesome. Do you do you ever want to go visit him or anything? I would like to, but yeah. as um I guess when I was in high school, it came out of the blue and it wasn't something that was on my radar or something I was looking for. Yeah. And looking back, I do feel bad cuz I feel like that was something he was looking for, you know. Mm-hmm. He and, was ready. Yeah. yeah. And for me, I was not ready at the time, but we did talk for a bit, and he flew out with his um, dad, his adopted dad, and his sister, who was also adopted from the Marshall Islands. And we got to meet each other and spend a little time with each other that summer. So it was nice. Um, and we still have contact with each other. And then his mom still messages me here and there. It's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. How was it meeting your brother? Did you feel like a connection or was it just like you are a stranger hello it was it was kind of weird um because 
well we're half so his birth father is different than my birth father mm-hmm. so he his birth father is black i believe i'm not quite sure where um mm-hmm. from and then my birth father he's asian so <laughs> and so we like our skin tones are completely different our hair different but when i looked at him i could see like so many similar features that we had the yeah. same and i was just like oh it's so strange yeah it's <laughs> like, like looking into the mirror like i know you are related to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so crazy like that has been a great experience yeah it was good and after i served my mission um i reached out more because during high I was just like, what? It's a lot to take in. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, we're definitely, I don't know, we definitely, me and him need to talk more. We don't talk as often. And I feel like I talk to his mom more than I talk to him. <laughs> she updates me about him. <laughs> That's good, though. Moms yeah. are like that. Yeah. Adopted moms are definitely like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, they are very so in tune. But then sometimes... Some aren't, you know? Um, When you grow up, you kind of do your own journey. Like, I mean, I've kept in contact with my parents, my family, since I was little. So, like, for me, it was just, like, I had two families. I already knew that. But, like... So, yours was, like, an open adoption. Yes, mine was very much an open adoption. Like, my whole... My my grandparents found me when they were serving a couple's mission. And that's how I was adopted. Wow. Yeah. So it was a very open communication. Um, I would write them all the time. I had I had 12 siblings. There's 12 of us. Whoa. So I'm the youngest too. So I was I'm the most cherished one because I'm the youngest <laughs> and I was the one that got take like lo- that got put up for adoption. Uh-huh. And there's only one brother that I like communicate with. Like I communicate with all of them, but he's the only one that knows English really well. Okay. And he'll, he's always the, he's kind of stepped into the role of our dad. My brother's kind of like takes care of everyone. And one of my siblings is like 50, 50 years old. Like no that's way. how different, yeah. That's how long our different um, that age big ranges. Age yeah. That and is I'm, crazy. Yeah. And the next one that's right next to me is just two years older than me. So like oh, they've wow. had kids that were just like, all we have like my siblings are all different ages it's crazy and like I have a ton of nieces and nephews on their sides but our parents like like your parent your mom and your grandma like my parents passed away as well and like people people are always like oh my gosh I'm so sorry but like in the island life when you like it's a lot of people just pass away because they don't have any like health insurance they don't have any hospital so like having people pass away from like those type of things is 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 normal yeah for them yeah Um, my birth grandmother she's probably the age my mom is now when she Mm -hmm. placed me up for adoption and I'm looking I look at photos of her and then I look at my mom and it was a rough life for her like Mm -hmm. you can just see it and I'm just like that's crazy that they're the same close in age like now and my mom's older and like she just looks old and worn and it's sad and then my yeah. birth mom she died because of diabetes so it's good to know like I didn't know that until 
that's good to know me. yeah i know <laughs> I was like, like and there's that's another thing about close adoption it's like you don't know the any health history. history yeah no you literally can't like you have to like try to find out through your family your yeah American. like i yeah. i wouldn't know i still to this day don't know like any medical history like I don't think like when I fill those out I'm always like I don't think so <laughs> unsure yeah like unsure because I was adopted yeah it's like the easiest paperwork in the world but like in the long run it's just like you never know what your health or your medical history could ever be yeah and yeah. it's kind of crazy but yeah. and like has it been hard to well, I guess you could. Do you communicate still with your family in the Marshall Islands? Um, no, not so much. I communicated uh-huh. with one cousin. Um, mm-hmm. she knew English pretty well, which was okay. great. <laughs> it was good, and that's mm-hmm. how before my birth mother actually passed away. She is the one that I would talk to, and she would relay like messages to her and get in contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, one time I was messaging her, like, really late at night. But over there, it wasn't late at night for them. And I was like, yeah, like, can you tell, like, my birth mother, ask her a few questions for me? She's like, oh, yeah, she's right here, actually. And I was like, oh, (laughs) perfect. (laughs) And so, like, that's when I was able to confirm, like, um, not who my birth father was, but, like, his ethnicity, at least. (laughs) Yeah. Because all I knew, like, when they adopted me was, oh, I think he's Asian. Oh, well, he's he might be Filipino. Or maybe he's Japanese or Chinese. <laughs> and I was just like, man. <laughs> like, and I took a DNA test. Cause did I you? Because I was about I, to ask you. Because I took mine and I wasted money on it. I oh, was really? so angry. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was 100% what Somewhere. I am. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like I wasted all that. Like I'm a straight up islander. But what was yours? Because I was just gonna ask you that. That was my <laughs> question. Um, majority of it was East Asian, like fifty, a little mm-hmm. over fifty percent, and then the rest was Micronesian islands, like spread out. Nice. Yeah. So like growing up, they're just unsure who my birth is, even his ethnicity. Like they weren't sure where he came from. So yeah. Asian. And it's like, oh, I want to know, like, where, what country, what ethnicity, like, he is. That'd be nice to know, especially when I don't know who he is. And so that's why I took the DNA test. (laughs) Have you ever thought of coming in contact with your dad? Um, I have, but I don't know, like, how that would even, I don't know how that would even start or how I would even find him. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, like, kind of made peace with it. Because I'm like, yeah. well, he either is maybe dead <laughs> or he has his own family. And mm-hmm. it's been, what, 27 years? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure he doesn't know who I am or that I was even born. Because I feel like there was a lot of travelers, I guess, that would go in and out, like fishermen, people that worked on boats. And I mean, your mom was an addict too, so yep. yeah, it could have been that... like anyone. Yeah, and I also know, like, found out she was um, known to be like the woman of the night, which is not a oh. great thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So it's, yeah. That's hard. And I think yeah. with close adoptions, it's the hardest because like like my my siblings they're all close like my sister and my brother and it's hard 
because like you don't want you find someone like when you take the dna test it tells you like who this is and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's hard to like you're excited but it's also like you have to think about them as well like you could be ruining so much or you could be like a great reunion like people don't understand like it's really hard for adoption people to go out and find their birth family because especially close adoptions because they just don't know yeah like like, you just no information (laughs) exactly and you just don't want to ruin like something great for them and be like hey i'm adopted i'm your i'm your kid and they're just like oh wow like i don't know you like that's like another thing that i'm also scared of when i was growing up if i ever did try to find my birth father is like the rejection yeah i was like i don't want to deal with that either rejection is very hard and like there's some moms that have had their kids at like 16 years old and they Mm -hmm. just like let's put them up and like that's a like that's a really huge like jump gap to like they they probably start have their own families now and then they you come in and you're like you're that that kid that I couldn't take care of at 16 Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's it's crazy like it's just people it's just a crazy thing because we I think we always think about that stuff like as adoption we always like have to think about all the different loopholes yep like are we offending anyone or Mm -hmm. is this a good idea like should I do this because you never know like it's well that's kind of like what I love about your adoption how open it was yeah I think out of a lot of people my adoption has been the most open that I've met yeah um, was just so open like my parents were just so it was the hardest decision they've ever made because I I remember the stories they would tell me my my adoptive parents and they said it was one of the hardest things and then I my my siblings would text me all the time and over Facebook and one of my siblings was like, it was a really hard decision for like the whole family. We hated yeah. our parents for it because they're like, what are you doing? You're giving these people our, our sister mm-hmm. that we want to raise, but you're giving us to these random people. Like they didn't understand. They're young when they right. back in the day. And he said that it was really hard to like give you up. And like, I've always been like, like you're very prominent in our family still to this day and I was like well that's crazy because I lived a whole different life but they're very like they think about me they talk about me to other people and at BYU Hawaii the craziest thing was my freshman year I was sitting down at the cafe eating and this girl comes up to me and I'm like oh she's someone and she was like you're Talia and I was like I'm sorry what and she's like you're Talia I was like yeah that's my name and then she's like you're a Sua, aren't you? And I was like, yes, I am. She's like, yes, I grew up with your par- your brother and your family. I was like, you literally look just like them. And I have people that came from Samoa that would be like, oh my gosh, I know your family. Because like we were very, I, I look a lot like my family. Like right. if you look at my siblings, you, it's no doubt that we're we're siblings yeah because we have a dominant like such a big structure of like a facial features Mm -hmm. and everything and it was crazy because I'd meet these random people that were just like I know you like I don't right they're like and you're like you don't know me they're like no I know you like 
you were the you would everyone would talk about you like you were that person back home and I was just like what and like, I have no crazy. yeah it was crazy and they could just spot me on and I didn't even know them it was crazy like I met one of my brother's best friends back in Samoa and he was the most amazing guy and he was super fun and he would tell me stories about like my family about my my brothers and how crazy they were and how like I remind them of all my brothers uh, and it was just it was so interesting it was so weird that is so awesome though yeah I mean if someone came up to me randomly, like, I know you. I was like, yeah, I don't know you. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially when you're, there's a ton of polys around you. You're at yeah. BYU, Hawaii. And you're just like, okay. Like, I don't know you though. And it's just like, it's those like types of things that you're just like, oh, I'm adopted. <laughs> like, yeah. you just get reminded and you're just like, oh yeah. You're yeah. right. That's a thing, you know. Yeah. And it's just um, crazy. Well, that that's awesome. Crazy, but awesome that yeah. your family still like I guess in a way you still like lived through them, you know? Even mm-hmm. though you weren't there physically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, open adoption. I love it. I know open adoption that you don't hear a lot. There's not that many open adoption cases. No, I was a lot more close. I'll huh? say one thing. I'll say a, a small thing. So, I place the baby for adoption, and it's an open adoption as well. And I knew when I was placing, that is what I wanted, and I was gonna find the family that mm-hmm. like marked everything that I was comfortable with you know? Oh, yeah. And so, like, throughout this time that we have cultivated and grew this relationship, I've, like, learned a lot, but then realized, like, how awesome it is, like, the open adoption, because mine wasn't, and so it's totally new for me. <laughs> yeah. But it's definitely a learning experience. Uh-huh. And, it's, our, yeah, I our relationship still new and we're still growing there's so many years ahead of us <laughs> to look forward to but as of today I am very and comfortable with the decision mm-hmm. that I made but yeah <laughs> that's she's a cutie too You're, <laughs> I I mean we talked about this I remember we had a conversation about this and you were yeah. telling me about it and I was just like because I worked in adoption for like yep. my career and yeah it was it's it's a hard thing to see these birth moms you know yeah they just like can't and it's and it's nothing like bad on them it's just they're giving a new life but it was hard because close adoptions are just like it's like don't you want to like see things like don't you want updates like you know what I mean like yeah or like communication and I love that you said that it's like it's different but it's it's worth it because mm-hmm. i rather see my kid if i ever did that just live life and be make this family happy and like see mm-hmm. them happy because you know they go through a lot of not having their own and that bond not having a bond of like not having your own kids is is a huge deal like 
it's hard when you don't have kids that didn't come out from you. You know what I mean? For these families that have to adopt. And because you have to be scared, you're probably scared of like, if I adopt this child, like, are they going to hate me down the road? You know, and I think yeah. it's just, it's a lot. And I think a, a open adoption is amazing. Yeah. And I, I'm so proud of you because I remember you, I was texting you and she's like, no, let's not talk about that. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Cause I wasn't sure like if I was going to say something, but with like your open adoption, I was like, yeah, like I'm an advocate for that. Cause yeah. it has blessed my life. And I feel like hopefully down the road, it'll bless um, my birth daughter's life that we'll be able to have this open communication there. Mm-hmm. And so and it, yeah. It's so true because when I heard about my parents passing away when I was in high school and college, it hit different than anything else because mm-hmm. I felt like that bond I've always, like I, it's through letters, you know, I wrote them, I felt their love, but like, just something different hit because it was like I felt like I knew them so well and like it was it was a mourning stage for me and I really took it hard because there are these people that you want to meet as an adopted like being adopted like your number one goal is like I want to meet my parents yeah because like I love my siblings don't get me wrong but my parents (laughs) were those people that I just (laughs) yeah gave you life and were just like they were amazing for just doing this blessing for you. And like, I wanted to give them everything because you know what I mean? Like they gave you this whole dream of American dream. And that's one thing that I really was an open adoption. I really was like humbled because I was like, I was able to understand them and know them. And I also could fill them with me all the time. And yeah. And so my parents, they gave I actually just got it like a couple months ago my mom came across my parents bands wedding bands oh no and, yeah they gave them to my parents for me down the road to like have and I'm actually wearing my mom's ring it's on my like wedding band ring so probably people are like what is that but it has her <laughs> initial on it but it's made out of all turtle shell and it's like super expensive back in the islands like right turtle and, yeah yeah it's it's something that's just like it's simple and it's not big and it's not blingy like we're used to having like <laughs> oh a really nice you know wedding band it's just it's something simple and my parents found them and they're like here you go this is yours because you know like it belongs to you and it was like just that moment it's just like wow you know my parents really did have to choose like it's either we give her this amazing life or we take her and we can't, we have to put her with a different family of like our cousins. Right. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it just has hit so much harder adoption and everything just because I think one of the things was my open adoption because I was able to communicate. I was able to learn about my culture, was able to talk to my family and know that they're there and they love me. And I think it helps me a lot to love my adopted family and to not be angry about the whole situation because you just have both things, you know? Yeah, that's actually reassuring to know from you because I have, that's like one of the things I kind of 
uh, I guess, feared in the future. I was like, I hope she doesn't hate me for the decision that I made for her. Mm-hmm. But her parents and her family that she's with, they are the best. Like, I cannot say enough good things about them. <laughs> I know they sound great. Because when you're talking to me about it, I was just, they look great. They sound great, too. And it's important, yeah. you know, like that decision as a birth mom to find that family is mm-hmm. so important because you it want is. that kid to be the best they can be yep and, and you just want try. succeed and have everything mm-hmm. that you need yeah and i don't think you're ever gonna have because you have an open adoption i don't think you'll ever have resentment i think she'll be more grateful that she's able to know both worlds that she's able to understand from a side of having a friend and having a mom and dad and a family, but also knowing that her birth mom was always there, like, yeah. as well, in the background. And I think that's that's amazing. Well, so. that's good to know from, like, your perspective. You should. <laughs> it is. And I think, like, I I know you, it was it was probably the, probably the hardest decision in your whole life. Oh, my gosh. And, the hardest. Yeah. And, but, like, what you did, like, I... I remember we talked about it a couple when you were deciding and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, and then when you told me what you decided and you just, you just did it. I was just like this. Wow. Like I've never, like, there's so much more respect in my eyes for you. And like, it's just amazing. Like I don't have any words to explain how amazing it is mm. of like what you've done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. hard. It's definitely not an easy choice yeah and I definitely struggled during pregnancy with it and yeah. I remember I like literally cried for four months maybe every day yeah <laughs> I was like I don't want to do this but I feel like it's what I need to do mm-hmm. and I also believe I'm a, a you know I believe in God and I believe um also in dreams like that you can you know communicate us with us yeah yeah personally that's what I believe and I had a dream that like there was another woman there holding um I was holding my birth daughter's hand and then on the other side my birth daughter was holding another lady's hand and I was like okay (laughs) okay (laughs) and I think that's so beautiful because she wasn't letting go of one hand she was holding both hands Mm -hmm. and it just shows like the connection that she'll always have with those people with you and her adopted mom and some people really can't say that they have a same bond with their adopted mom with their birth mom mm-hmm. and that's huge like to be able to now especially now these days like adoption is a thing like people adopt mm-hmm. all the time yeah and like a lot of people have closed adoptions a lot of people have open but it's so important to let your adopted kid understand where they come from and to let them grow and back in the day when I think about it I'm so grateful for how my parents raised me and our our family because they really weren't those type of people that were like no they're adopted like you know I mean like they Mm -hmm. they really let us be who we want to be and I think that's the most important thing with parents that think of if you're thinking about adopting if you're you know, think about it. Just let your kids be who they want to be, and mm-hmm. invite their culture. 
especially yeah. like international kids like let them know their culture yep. and I promise you like for those adopted because I I know my mom and she she still struggles with like she thinks like if we meet our pet birth parents like we'll not love her and like everything <laughs> like that but it's just like it's it's a thing for birth families you know mm-hmm. it's it's always gonna it's I mean adopted families it's always gonna be a thing because you know they have a whole other family out there mm-hmm. but like I've I've taught I've like told my mom I was like I would never trade any mom right yeah because same here yeah I was like as adopted parents like you to me are either so much more respect because you didn't have your own children and you just carried all these people that you didn't know and you just invited them into your house and you raised them Mm-hmm. without questioning it and you just did it with unconditional love yeah so, it's well you crazy. are their child no matter how you got there <laughs> i know even though if you don't look like them guys i promise you you become your adopted family <laughs> <laughs> you become your mom and dad because <laughs> it's a thing i may not look like my mom or my dad but i definitely am my dad's girl like i 100 percent yeah so it's like it's funny because it's like it doesn't matter in your skin or where you're from it's just about the love that you receive yep the love definitely the love but it's just I wanted to talk to you about this because I just was like you know the only person I would understand is Kylie because well there's more people that would understand but we grew up with it and we met so young as children and then with everything that happened, like, I'm a very t- person that likes to talk about adoption, blah, blah, blah. We all went through our different things. And then, of course, like, with you, it's, like, even huge because you were – you're one of those birth moms that gave – I know. You know? Yeah. So. It's not something I thought would ever happen, but mm-hmm. it did. It's, like, a full circle now. <laughs> It's it's amazing though. Like yeah. your daughter will be very blessed. And I oh, yeah. it's it's just it's she's gonna she's gonna be so grateful for it. And I mean I know you probably still have a lot of fears and concerns about the future, but I definitely know like love is a thing and yeah. it heals and it mends a lot of things. So and yeah. just knowing you and I bet your daughter is going to be so patient and so, like, willing to <laughs> just understand, you know? I hope so. so. But she's her own person, so whatever yeah. she decides, I will also accept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just, that's amazing. Like, it's it's amazing to just, like, think about it and how it is a full circle for you. Yeah. You know? So, that's great. But... <laughs> Do you have any other questions or want to say anything else? Um, let's see. No, no, I don't think so. Just, I guess if you ever do meet someone who's adopted, don't initially feel bad for them. Just, you know, hear their story. if They want to share it. hundred <laughs> mm-hmm. percent. Just hear them out because mm-hmm. there's some that are super emotional. There's some that aren't. Mm-hmm. you know and it's just so I just love your story and I just love your whole circle of so far in your life and I hope 
that whatever happens with this new person in your life, that <laughs> you'll do really well. Thank you. I, you'll go really well. I have big hopes, too. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. We're always excited about love on this podcast, even though I never show it, but <laughs> we're always excited. <laughs> But we're going to have to do another reunion here soon. I'm, yes. I'm trying to get to the valley. I mean, I know you don't live in the valley, but we, I think, well, like, how, how long was it? Like, a couple summers ago, we, I yes. hit up Ulu and was like, hey, let's yep. do a reunion. And, like, only, it was you, me, Wayne, I don't even know who else came. Like, a few um, others. Brand, yeah, a few yep. others. The main homies that aren't losers that decided to come. <laughs> Thank you. But we need to do it again because I know, and I need to visit you. I know, come to Vegas. I tell everyone, like, come to Vegas. Like, I don't know. I'm confused because I mean, I'm the city of everything, so it's kind of like, (laughs) oh, okay. But Vegas is great, and it's so much fun. You should come visit. I know you're you were going to, and then we we need to find a time. Just come. Just. Don't even look Dude, at the calendar. Just walk. I think like, I was going to, then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> I figured. You know, that time I was like, I definitely, and then when you called me like a couple months later and you told me like everything, I was like, she was probably pregnant when she was going to come down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's funny. I was like, she probably just, that's more important than coming to Vegas. Yeah, I was like, oh, I probably should um, have this. <laughs> Like, okay. in a healthy way. Because I was like, oh, she's going to come. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess she's not coming. But it's really fine because you're always welcome. You're, you're family, so you're always welcome to come. No I matter definitely will hit you up. I definitely. Yeah. But it was so good to just remember some childhood memories, crazy times. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just to talk to someone that is also adopted it's always a great conversation I love having yeah and listening to other people's journeys and I definitely know my fan base and my supporting base they they love this podcast by the way it's (laughs) it's it's huge so it's an honor to have you on here um I'm I'm glad you asked (laughs) I know I was like oh shoot (laughs) but you did amazing you're you're you, you did a great job so don't even worry about it. but <laughs> I will post it on Instagram and Facebook so I'll tag you and everything yeah when I get I'll loaded, share it yes share it that's how I get <laughs> that's how I get my followers everyone <laughs> it's just sharing which is so exciting because I've had followers from the states from Australia from New Zealand like all different places so it's oh, been international <laughs> I know international I mean BYU Hawaii going there oh. has really opened up <laughs> a lot of international friendships so oh, yeah but we need to see each other when you get together if I'm ever up in Utah I will hit you up for sure you better, yeah I will <laughs> and you're like my soul twin it's true if you guys ever saw us I still have that picture of me and you together when we were little do you remember that picture it's uh, me. a couple it's yeah okay. dancing no it's not dancing <laughs> we're just laughing and smiling oh. and like my mom would always give me like she gave me that picture because she knew how hard the move was for me 
because I was like, man, I just met Kylie. Like, mm-hmm. she's the only brown person I just met. Like, come on, mom. <laughs> like, and not thinking Vegas was going to be non, no brown people, but Vegas was really cool because it was diverse. But yeah. um, I remember that picture, and I think I still have it to this day. I don't know where it is, but. I have it, a picture of me and you where we are dancing. and <laughs> That's probably it. And it says best friend, and then it has, like, uh, or something like that and I think my mom gave it we gave it as ex- as gifts like saying goodbye or something I think no. <laughs> yeah but I have a ton of pictures I'm going to have to send you it but please yeah. do I you can even I... send us your like text message now <laughs> I know that's the best way of social media you guys You, I have all these photos that need to go to a photo album and I'm like oh my gosh this is forever <laughs> you know but it was so good talking to you and I hope the best for you in the future and whatever comes to you, you deserve it hundred percent. And I'm just so happy for your connection with your daughter. It's oh, you gotta, I, it's going to be a great, it's going to be great. I promise. <laughs> thank I'm you. excited to hear more and everything. So thank yeah. you. I appreciate you for getting up so early. I know it was <laughs> kind of crazy, but That's fine. um but yeah, whenever I go to Utah, I will hit you up and come to Vegas anytime you want. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Just in the fall season and winter. Yeah. Don't come in the summer, guys. No. It's too much. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, I send my love to you and all your family. And I hope we will still keep in touch, you know? So yeah, we for sure yeah. will. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, thank you again. And no we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye.